I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Justin Garrett on the line. He's the Executive Vice President over at Turbulence. Uh, Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you, I'm happy to be with you. So I'm excited to get more into some of the things you're doing uh, over at Turbulence, and I know you're 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 in uh, you're in uh, startup mode, and some of the stuff you may or may not want to share yet. But you know me, I'm going to try to pry a little if I can. Um, that that being said, before I do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. Um, so how'd you get started as an entrepreneur and in business? Sure, my background is heavy on education. I've been a teacher for over 10 years, and sometimes when you're uh, a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So I, I wanted to bring education into the business world. I saw the impact that it had on young people, and uh, in fact, having them engage with entrepreneurs was something that uh, I enjoyed, as well as uh, nonprofits. So my first startup was called the Certified Charitable Giving Alliance, and we sought to bring uh, for-profit businesses and nonprofits to partner together for cause marketing and employee engagement. Hmm. What I did for that was to create an education program for entrepreneurs to teach them how to select a charity and, and leverage that within their community. So as so, uh, so yeah, go ahead. So there's a lot of, you know, people listening that are maybe just, uh, you know, just getting out of college or maybe they're a couple of years out and they're, and they're thinking about, you know, what the next step is um, for them. What are your comments on going into, you know, the field of education in general? Well, I think uh, education doesn't have to mean what it used to. And, and I mm. think I, I shared some qualities with entrepreneurs within the traditional educational system. I mm -hmm. saw the benefit of, of that wisdom, but I also thought it could be applied in different ways or at least create a different environment for people to learn. And, uh, you know, there is kind of an old hierarchy there that it's kind of like older businesses, and, and I wanted to disrupt that a little bit. So I think people uh, within education, uh, I think there's increasing opportunity for that, particularly with technology. And uh, what technology often does is democratize information and allow people to choose their own courses. I would think for more than anything, if you can be interdisciplinary and engage people outside your university and have a wide network, you can get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I love I love that, and I love that you said it doesn't necessarily have to be what it once was. I mean, just with what there is um, online program, all these other things. If you want, if you if that's your passion to be out there and and teach and to make a difference through that manner, I mean, you just have so many more options than you once did. Um, so that that's really exciting stuff there, Judson. Um, let's um, let's change it up a bit. I want to get a little bit more into what your vision for uh, turbulence is and what kind of things you'd like to solve over there. Sure. So uh, as a former historian and, and now an entrepreneur, I'm someone who's always been fascinated by discovery, both for individuals and societies. I'm interested in the creative process. So turbulence says that we unleash genius by design. And there's a kind of 
uh, mythology associated with being an entrepreneur where people imagine these dudes and unfortunately more often than not they, they are dudes but uh, they are just emerging fully formed from Zeus's head with these incredible ideas but uh, we're looking at the conditions that give rise to that kind of creativity and we think it's uh, repeatable and we can template it to a certain extent to hopefully draw in more people and uh, address more ideas in, in new and innovative ways. Any trends that you're noticing kind of in your space, just in education in general, because I see what you're trying to do and I see what you're, what you're building and it's super interesting. I mean, the conversations you probably have on a daily basis about this to be a fly on the wall, right? Um, but what kind of yeah. trends are you noticing? Well, like everything, we're going from analog to digital. And in education, that often means addressing people where they are rather than having them come to you. You mentioned online education, uh, but hybrid education and shorter courses. So both in terms of delivering the information online is a lot shorter. No one uh, particularly wants to sit through an hour-long lecture online, mm -hmm. but little bite-sized chunks that then allow you to work with it yourself, maybe fail a little bit, try again and come back and do something in a more collaborative way. The other thing that you see are uh, coding camps and uh, certification programs that really allow mm. people to have targeted experiences. It uh, goes against sort of the older tradition. Uh, I come from a very general classical liberal arts background, and I think that's a foundation that has allowed me to do what I do. But mm -hmm. uh, on, on top of that, when you look around at what people want to do in the way that they want to move very quickly into new areas without really having expertise, but just having a drive and a curiosity, the kinds of courses and programs that allow you to become an expert in a matter of weeks through an immersion program is very exciting mm -hmm. to me. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm... The whole thought process, the whole the whole micro learning experience is just oh man, I love it. I yeah. learned so much, and I you, I move so you can move so fast now, and I'm like I don't even know what I, I what I would be able what I'd be doing if I were um if I were just starting out all over again in this type of environment because I remember when I was a kid and and the people listening to this would be like what do you mean you did that I used to like yeah. order mail order catalogs to get information or different things or on the internet I remember one of the first like programming or something else it wasn't even a, um it was like an ad in a newspaper that it wasn't even like a, a <laughs> unlike right. programming and some other things it wasn't even so as silly as that sounds i, I couldn't even find the <laughs> the ad for the programming yeah. or other things that i wanted on the internet online you had to mail order to get it oh my gosh i just i never thought of that that's hilarious <laughs> so now where we're at it's like the the world truly is your oyster if you have an internet connection um, and and a little sure. bit of means to, and a little bit of um, a little bit of drive there to try and uh, to try and do something. Then you just have so much opportunity, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, and the first wave of that kind of learning of putting um, that kind of knowledge online. I mean, we all have now all the knowledge of the world in our pockets, right? As we walk around with our phones. The, the, the key to that, though, is understanding it's not the information, it's how you filter that information, it's also the networks you create through uh, like-minded people, and, and that's another value of education rather than just repeating processes of the past and putting it online, but thinking up new ways to connect people and engage them in thinking through problems in new ways is really exciting.
Yeah, and once, I mean, uh, once upon a time, that was the only way to do that, in my opinion, was college. So you, through yeah, college, you, exactly. could, you, you you went there, you met, you know, if you joined a fraternity, you met this, that, you, then you, you had a certain group of people based off of the college and your status within that college that you probably kept through life. Now you have kids that maybe, I, I don't know if we would say it was a chat group, chat room, whatever, it could be a gaming. I a, a good friend of mine the other day told me about how his son got this amazing internship and he's like, and he told, and I said, how'd he get it? And he's like, well, he was, um, he was, uh, I don't know if it was Stitch or which gaming platform he was playing on, but he was gaming and he was playing a game and they're just talking through the course of it. And he's saying how his dad's on him to get a, to get an internship and he really needs one or else he's, or else it's not going to be a good summer for him. And the guy ends up being a recruiter for this like amazing huge company and other things that's on the, that's in within the game, same game room. And he's like, oh, send me your resume. I think we're looking for some people. I'm like, now kids are getting internships by playing video games? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard a lot of uh, stories of kids making connections through video games and going on to great things. It's, it's a I'm totally like, different mindset. Is- and it and it works, and so now it's so. Yeah. Given this new environment, it's like I mean, probably the relationship that somebody forms at you know that teenage year before or whatever age they are, they're all the same age group. You keep that that person, you know them for twenty years when you're thirty five. Um, different. You yeah. would have never been able to do that in the past, and now you have probably possibly a lifelong friend in time. So just really interesting things on how community is being built and um, and what the future of that will look like. Um, so Judson, if somebody's listening to this and um, they want to just follow up to learn more about Turbulence or just connect with you in general, um, what's the best route for them to do that? Sure, you can find me on LinkedIn, Judson Garrett, and Turbulence has a page there too. We are uh, in stealth mode. We're going to launch uh, full-blown the first of the year but we are essentially reshaping the geometry of business, and we're getting ready to do some interesting things. We're building networks in different cities, and we're looking to develop our own ideas, but we'd also like to connect with like-minded folks wherever you are. So please find me. And uh, we're in Scottsdale, Arizona. We also have a regional office in Istanbul, Turkey, but we're looking at cities across the globe where you know innovative people and uh, interesting ideas are interconnecting. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Well, Judson, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and what's going on over at Turbulence. And to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things that we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Judson, thanks again for coming on the show.